Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. So this morning we are so privileged. We have our Senior Minister Tam Edwards who's going to be bringing the message this morning. So why don't you open your hearts up for the word. Let's thank and honour Pastor oh, Tam. It's going to be an incredible Thanks, morning. Ben. I was going to ask, would you rather preach? Because Ben's on fire this morning. Should we ask him instead? All right, I'll do it. <laughs> hey, can we thank the worship team? You guys can grab a seat. I'm going to get you to, yeah, wow, the, the gratitude in the room is high. And again, if you are a guest this morning, we love that you're here. And um, we don't mind that it's Easter Sunday and someone's wrangled you in the room. Um, we're just glad you're in the room this morning. And it's always such a joy to meet so many guests and family members. So a big welcome to you. Hey, it's Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> it is such a significant week. For us as believers, right? For all of humanity, in fact. Friday's service was so moving. It was an incredible, very different moment. It's a very surrendered, quiet moment to go, Lord, I need to give you my life again. <laughs> I don't think there was anyone in the room that, that felt like they could stay at a distance. And this morning, I am looking forward to bringing this short word. Don't worry, kids, it's almost Easter, I can't. But uh, first, we're going to hear the word of God, and um, I know it's going to be encouragement to you. I know that because it's actually been an encouragement to me <laughs> on Resurrection Sunday. The first scripture is this in Isaiah 43, verse 11. It says, I am the Lord, and there is no deliverer beside me. I have been delivered, helped, saved, redeemed on so many occasions in my life. Who can resonate? who has been through the valley of the shadow of death, who has been through difficult, difficult times, who has walked through, <laughs> I'm seeing some familiar grins this morning of yes. Maybe even the last 12 months has been significantly challenging for you and your family. Can I remind you this morning, there is no other deliverer like the Lord our God. He is our deliverer. Young person, just if you could take one thing out of this message this morning. Life is hard. <laughs> Write that down. No. <laughs> Life is hard. Young person, listen to me. If you hear one thing in your entire years that mum and dad or family or aunts or uncles bring you to church, if there's one thing you can hear in your life, it is life is hard, but Jesus Christ will be the best friend you can ever imagine. Yes, you're hearing that resound of praise from all the oldies in the room who say it is, it is tested and true. People will come and go. Family will disappoint you. Your parents will, will grieve you. But the Lord Jesus will be the closest friend you can ever know in your life. And in nothing compares to the way in which he has delivered us from the distance that should have been between us. Ephesians 2 verse 13 says this, But now you belong to Christ Jesus. And though you were once far away from God, now you have been brought very near to him because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. You know, Good Friday reminded us why what Christ did was necessary. And it reminded us why what he did was sufficient. You know, the word tells us, the Bible tells us that God in his foreknowledge of what we would become and how we would choose to live, before even the foundation of the earth, gave Christ. Christ.
Christ was slain, even before creation, the way was prepared. Why? Because God longed for relationship. He longed for us to be drawn near to him. And so the way was made. Jesus, Jesus showed us how to die to sin on Good Friday. And today, he is reminding us how to live Resurrection Sunday. You know, as believers, we have, and we'll talk about this in a moment, but we have such a promise. This life actually isn't the end. We've got a beautiful future that awaits an eternity to spend in that nearness with God, but it doesn't wait until we pass. It's not like then we get the promise. So we're just delaying, you know, that, that until we get there. God says, I'm coming to be with you right now. That resurrection is not just for that final breath. That resurrection is for today. In the family situation you're in, in the trials and difficulty and pain that you're in, I'm bringing my resurrection power to you to sustain you today. Let's read on the morning of Resurrection Sunday, Matthew 28, from verse 1. It says, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, sounds like I'm rapping, I'm not rapping, this is scripture, Mary and Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, no small stone, if you remember kids, no small stone. And sat on it. What a picture. It's like the comedy of the Lord. I'm just going to sit here and wait for them and scare them half to death. His face shone like lightning. His clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him. And they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, do not be afraid. I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was laying. And now quickly go and tell his disciples that he has risen and he's going ahead of you. Do you know he's going ahead of you? <laughs> I am so comforted by this thought on all occasions. Lord, I do not know how to continue in these steps. But Lord, I know that you have gone ahead of me. Ahead of me. Ahead of me. Lord, do not behead us this morning. Go ahead of us. <laughs> uh. The resurrection reminds us that death for the believer is not the end. John eleven twenty five says, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, he will live. Many of you have farewelled loved ones, even maybe in the last year. And I have never felt so moved by this scripture than a season that we're walking through at the moment with my dear mum. Thank you for your loving kindness. Do not wait until the end to surrender your life to Jesus. I'm so grateful to God for radically changing my mum's wild life when I was about 10. She was so unruly. She was so wild. All the stories are coming out now that her mind's a bit lucid. It's epic. <laughs> I'm hearing great stories. <laughs> My daughter's smiling because she's heard a few as well. <laughs> Do not wait until the end. Your mind is gone. Your body is frail. Hand the keys over to your life to God in a way and a stage of life where you can actually receive the resurrection life of God in your everyday, in your now. Let him come into your world. You will be amazed and surprised at what he does with you. John 16 verse 12 says this. Jesus says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 
when the spirit of truth comes. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus died and left so that the Spirit of God could come. And He wouldn't just be restricted to one place in one time. He could live in my life and your life and our church and our city. The Spirit of God can be amidst all of us. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority. Whatever He hears, He will speak and He will declare to you the things that are to come. So I want to ask you this question this morning. On Friday, we asked ourselves, what is alive in my life right now that needs to die? <laughs> we, talk about, we talked about selfishness. We, we talked about pride. We talked about our sin. We talked about the things we know, Lord. We were continually struggling with these things. But Lord, I need to surrender these things to you again. But this morning, I want to ask you, what is dead in your life this morning that God is saying, it needs to be alive? You need to resurrect some things in your life this morning. And that's what I want to ask you this morning. Romans 6 verse 11 talks a lot about what is dead and needs to be alive and what is alive that needs to be dead. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead in the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Not let sin control the way you live and not give in to your sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body be an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. What a vision. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right in the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you live no longer under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. You know, some things die in your life and some things come alive in your life the moment you give your heart to Jesus. Who experienced a little bit of that? It was like, wow, I'm so free in certain areas of my life. I definitely received incredible courage and power. Literally the moment that I gave my heart to the Lord as a young person, I got kind of this sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I stopped watching terrifyingly scary movies. It was just, I was too much for me. It was like the Holy Spirit inside of me was just like, you cannot, you cannot engage in this kind of stuff. I smoked, stopped smoking all kinds of shrubbery. I stopped getting drunk. I stopped stealing. I'm not going to tell you what I stole. It's embarrassing. I stopped immediately doing things that were just naturally contrary to a life that God would have for me. And there was other things I began to immediately understand. I understood that I needed to be alone with Jesus. I used to journal. I still do. Not as much. But I used to journal and write. I used to write worship songs. James mocks me regularly about the song, the one song I sang him that I wrote as a teenager that was so anointed it's not even funny. I'm not going to sing it this morning. <laughs> but it was immediate things that happened in my life. And I know some of you have experienced that, and it's powerful the way God can suddenly come and help us. But if you've known God longer than a minute, you'll realize there are other areas of our life that sometimes take decades. Forgiveness took a long time in my life. Self-worth took a long time to grow in my life. Boldness, confidence took years to grow. So can I encourage you this morning? It might be the same Holy Spirit, but the strategies that are worked out in each of our lives of resurrection are very different. Never judge anybody else's journey. Never judge the pace in which they are growing, the measures by which they are growing. Never judge anyone else's story. Can I encourage you, if you're here this morning and you feel all kinds of unique in a room full of Christians, awesome, I love it, great. 
come and be found in the family of God because we are all being slowly transformed by the renewing power of God, the resurrecting power of God. A prayer I've heard lately um, in our prayer meetings in the times that we're gathering, Wednesday, first Wednesday of every month, I want to see all of you crammed into that upper room coming to pray. Come and pray with us. But one of the prayers that I've heard in the last few months is that God would bring the people we think are unthinkable. God would bring the broken or the people that are too busy or too important or too messed up to be in church. That God would bring an unthinkable harvest of people who all of a sudden find themselves in church and wonder, how did I get here? We're praying that God will bring them in so we can just lavish love on them and say, come, just stick around long enough and you'll be surprised at how God transforms your life. I love that prayer. It's a wonderful prayer. I might ask the team to come and join me so I can sing you one of the songs I wrote in my teenage years. Um, No, it's not happening. (laughs) What key? Um, B minor. Is that a good one? I don't know. Uh, who said you can't have fun in church? I love having fun in church. I feel like there have been a few occasions that I have actually had to apologize, though, for, like, taking it too far. Not this morning, though, because it's Resurrection Sunday. The Lord has redeemed my mind. <laughs> I want to pose a few, a few thoughts for you this morning before we pray. And, you know, each of these at different stages in my life, I have found myself at a crossroad. Saying, God, if you... If you say you are my God and you have all the power in heaven and earth, I need you in this situation because it's too much for me. I need you right here and right now. And so I'm going to ask these questions to you. And maybe, you know, maybe you're a young person here in this room and I know you're listening intently. <laughs> yeah, you were. You looked at me. Good, good. <laughs> but I want you to consider this morning, what is dead in your life that God is saying must wake up? What's flatlining? What is What should be thriving and it's just not? And maybe you're a believer and maybe you're not. Maybe you will be by the end of today. How awesome. But I want you to consider these things and we're going to, in a moment, surrender together. And I know that one of these, surely one of these will resonate with you. I've done my best to think of every scenario under the sun. Just find yourself in one of these and say, God, come. Just come. You know, I remember fishing out in Lake Tabari. Is that the right name? Has anyone been there? It's like an island off the, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Low tide, you can walk out. The sand, the sand's high. You can walk out low tide. I remember being out there as a young um, fisher girl. <laughs> Not really. As a young girl. I was probably Isla's age, probably, probably 12. And I remember we went out fishing and we could get out to the island and we, kept, we just kept fishing and we knew that the high tide was coming and I was with my friend's older brothers and... They were like, let's just do one more fish. Let's just do one more fish. And, you know, the the tide was rising. I could see I was beginning to get afraid. I don't know if I have enough strength to get back. Can I encourage you this morning? You're here for whatever reason. (laughs) Maybe someone, you know, put you in a headlock and here you are. (laughs) Go, mum. It's always (laughs) mum. But as I was preparing this, I was reminded of this image. The tide just rises. The tide rises. And you've got to catch the window when it's there. You've got to make a move when it's time. 
you've got to say, if I wait much longer, I don't know if I can come back from this. Now, I know our loving God. There's never too far. There's never, you're never too far gone. I've seen the worst of the worst. I've seen the stories of the stories. But this morning is a good day. So as I read these, just, just pick one and say, God, yes, I'm going there this morning. I'm asking you to come and breathe, breathe, breathe new life. Once you close your eyes where you are, in fact, and if one of them resonates, maybe just turn your hands towards the heavens. Maybe it's your family. It's a mess. It's hanging by a thread. Maybe it's you, maybe it's not. But maybe you can say this morning, God, I need something beyond myself. I need a power from heaven that is beyond me. I have found myself at my end. Maybe I've been wrong in the way I've loved them. Lord, help me this morning. Jesus is the resurrection. Maybe parts of you have felt lifeless. Maybe depression has come like a thief. You've never experienced it before. You're overcome. You're aching for life again. It's overwhelming. Jesus is your resurrection. Maybe you're at a crossroad. Maybe you're a young person here this morning and you're at a crossroad and you're saying, I'm old enough to make my own decisions. Do I want this life? Do, is this my faith or is this my parents' faith? What choice am I going to make at this crossroad? Can I encourage you this morning? He's the best friend you'll ever have. He's the resurrection. Lord, I have no idea what my purpose is. I don't know how to live. You know, as we're worshiping this morning, I see many of you with a song of worship in your heart. You are meant to be leading the people of God in worship. You've got a gift and a sound that is meant for up here, and it takes a lot of courage, I know, but I'm just speaking that over you this morning. God, resurrect it. Resurrect the gifts in our life. Maybe on Easter weekend, you're aware of the gravity of your sin. <laughs> Me too. The gravity of your failures. You want to live better, stronger. You need power to cease from stumbling on the same traps. Me too. <laughs> You're in good company. Jesus is our resurrection. Maybe you need Jesus to heal your body this morning. I know He's the healer. He's the resurrection. Maybe it's as simple as this. You need to resurrect the Word of God. <laughs> You hear the Word of God on Sunday, it's good, you know, preaching great this morning, you hear the Word of the Lord, but you know you need to open the Word Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you need to hear straight from God. Jesus is the resurrection. You can open your eyes, we're going to pray in a moment. I bought this plant this morning, you see my plant? I don't think we've named him, it's probably the only plant we haven't named, now I think kids, if you've got any good names, come and tell me and we'll, we'll give him a name this morning. It's a him, just so you know. Can I still say that? Sorry. I've resurrected a lot of plants in my days. Who's with me? Yes. This guy, I'm telling you, four weeks ago, deathbed. He was dead. He was so dead and gone. I brought him this morning because I don't want you to think you are a houseplant in the hands of an average green thumb. I know how to bring a plant back to life. Can I tell you, the power of God 
is far more than any human touch. You can have therapy, you can talk to people, you can come up with your own seven steps, you can revive different areas of your life, but nothing compares to the power of God that will come into your life and resurrect you from a deathbed like the power of Jesus Christ. You need something far above your world this morning. It is not even found in this beautiful community. It is found in the presence of God. So I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. And I'm going to ask you right where you are. You're not going to come forward. You're just going to stand where you are this morning. We're going to stand together. I want you to close your eyes. And we're going to pray this morning that God will come and bring help. So come on, why don't you lift your hands where you are if you're one of these situations. Come on, why don't you begin to look to Him. He is the one who brings strength and power. Lord, we look to you this morning. We thank you, God, that no matter what it is we are facing, you are the one that brings life. You are the one that resurrects. Lord, it is you that we look to this morning. We say, have your way in our lives, God. Show us how to lay down our life and pick up what it is you want for us, Lord Jesus. We thank you that healing will flow this morning into minds that have been conflicted. God, resurrect life life more abundantly. Father, we thank you that families that feel like they're hanging by a thread this morning. We thank you, Jesus, the love and kindness that only you can bring would restore and breathe life in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for our young people this morning as they stand at a crossroad and decide, how is it that I'm longing to live my life? God, I thank you they will turn to you. We thank you they'll turn to you. And God, this morning for those here, who are yet to say, Lord, be my Lord. Lord, be my Lord. I thank you today you break those hearts this morning. We thank you, God, that will surrender to you and say, Lord, I've had enough of my own way. I've had enough of my own direction. I need your help. I need the ever arms of the Father. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you stay in that moment just for a second? We're gonna sing this in a second. I thank you, God. Father, would you breathe your resurrecting power on us this morning? May we truly know what it is to be free and alive in you. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. We're going to pray now. We're going to pray as a, as a church. We do this each weekend. And, you know, maybe this morning is the first time you've said, Lord, I need you. Maybe you knew him as a kid, but it's been a long time. We're going to pray a simple prayer, a prayer you've probably heard before. It goes a little something like this. Jesus, I've been wrong. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, would you come into my life and would you just help me live my day to day? It's as simple as that. So if that's you this morning, just we're going to close our eyes. Just why don't you repeat this prayer after us? We're going to say it as a church and just make it your own this morning. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your gift of salvation. I believe you paid for all my wrongs. And this morning I'm asking you, come into my life. Make me new. Show me how to wait, how to walk. I thank you, Father, for your loving kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.